Praise the Lord. What a beautiful holy night in the presence of the Lord. I'm aware that the Lord is doing a deep work in people's lives tonight. He's calling us to himself, and it's my privilege to share the word of God with you tonight. Beginning out of 3 John 1-2, titled tonight, Prosperity Financially, Physically, Spiritually. Let's partner with God tonight. Let's consider the way the Lord wants to move in our lives and bless us and our families and take these words into our spirit tonight. Maybe you're here and you're at the end of the line. Maybe you're here and you're discouraged. Put your hand in the hand of God. Begin to believe God for his participation in your life, your work in his life. He will guide us. He will lead us. He will open up the way for every one of us. God is not a respecter of persons. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. And God has a wonderful plan for our lives. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Out of the King James Version, it says it so beautifully. Beloved, I wish, or the marginal pray. Beloved, I pray above all things, above all things, that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. I pray above all things, this must be important, that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But we must get things in the right order. What comes first? Even as your soul prospers. The spiritual prospering of our life. So that's number one tonight. Spiritually, even as thy soul prospers, I pray above all things that your soul would prosper. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right ways, and all these things shall be added to you. We step out in the right direction. We put the Lord first. We seek him first and then let him add to our lives as he will. The first thing we must do is set our soul a-prospering. Get on fire for God. Get filled with the zeal of the Lord. Hunger and thirst after him and let your spirit burn after his holiness and after his friendship and companionship in our lives. Romans 12, 11 says, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, fervent in spirit, red hot in spirit, serving the Lord. John 2, 17, then Jesus' disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for your house has eaten me up. They looked at Jesus and said, zeal for God's house has eaten him up. He's about his father's business. He cares about the kingdom. He's a man of prayer. He's a man of worship. He's a man who seeks the kingdom of God. Jesus was on fire for God, and he had a zeal for the house of the Lord. Romans 12:1. I beseech you, brethren, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. I beseech you that you present your bodies, bring yourself before God, your entire life and being. Bring yourself before the Lord and lay yourself on the altar. Say, Lord, I am all yours, that we may prosper spiritually. Lord, here I am, I'm all yours. Let your fire consume me. I want to burn for you. I want to be filled with a zeal for you. 
Stir up a zeal for God in your heart. Be filled with the Word and be led by the Holy Spirit. This is the first part of this message tonight. I pray that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But this is the first and the foremost, that we would get our lives on fire for God. And I know you're here and you're seeking the Lord and you're hungry after God. And there's been such a beautiful display of that this evening as we cry out to the Lord. We want him more than anything. We want his word in our hearts. We want his life in us. That's the spiritual prosperity. Number two, financially. I pray above all things that thou mayest prosper. It's the heart of God to bless his children and to provide for us in this life and to increase us so that we have to give and we can be useful in this world in a financial way. Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. God has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. William Booth, who founded the Salvation Army, said, Poverty is the devil's weapon. It drives men to drink and women onto the streets. Proverbs says that the rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. God wants to increase and bless us. When he brought his people out of Egypt, Psalm 105, 37, he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. God brought his people out, his born-again people out with silver and gold. When we're born again, there comes a touch of God on our finances. God says, I want to minister supply into my people's lives. Exodus 3, 21, and I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go out that you shall not go empty-handed. But every woman shall ask of her neighbor, namely of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold, and clothing. And you shall put them on your sons and on your daughters. So you shall plunder the Egyptians. God says, ask. In the born-again life, I'm taking you out of Egypt. I'm taking you out of the life of sin. I'm taking you out of darkness and out of the world system. I want you to begin to ask for silver and gold so you can put garments on your sons and daughters and you can bless your family and you can help build the tabernacle and house of God. Exodus 11:2. Speak now in the hearing of the people and let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor. Articles of gold, silver and articles of gold. Every Christian is to ask. Every woman is to ask, every man is to ask. For the finances of the Lord, for the blessing of God in the financial realm. So we must partner with God. And the first thing we want to do is bring a covering of financial blessing over our lives. We want to bring the protection of the Lord over our finances. And the way we do it is by tithing, giving 10% of our income to the Lord. This is the canopy and the covering that God puts upon his people as they are faithful. Malachi 3, 10 to 12 says, bring all the tithes into the storehouse 
that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts, and all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful, delightful land, saith the Lord of hosts. Luke eleven forty two. Jesus said, But woe to you, Pharisees, for you tithe mint and rue and all manner of herbs, the tiniest seeds. But he said, You pass by justice and the love of God. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. Jesus put his commendation and confirmation on tithing. And it's one way that we bring the blessing of God and covering of God and defense of God over our finances. Now, not many people get blessed with a huge pile of finances. Some do. There's such an immediacy. Maybe a business, maybe a door opens, maybe an enterprise, whatever it is. Some people receive a great amount of finance, it seems, in a few moments or in a few years. But for most of us, it's a little at a time. And we go to work with God, don't we? And the Lord says, over time, I will bless you and I will increase you. Be faithful to me. Be faithful to my word. Be faithful in your vocation and in your ethics and in your honesty. And I will add to your life. To every one of us is given talents, or at least one talent. And talents in the Bible were money. No matter what else they represent, they represent money. The Lord gave to his servants five talents, two talents, and one talent. In our terms today, in equivalency, one talent was a million dollars, two million and five million, and they had to go to work. But it says he gave them according to their several ability, meaning their individual ability or capacity. Several ability than others. Some people have a greater individual ability and capacity than others. According to the talents, hereditary, acquired, divinely bestowed, but there is opportunity for everyone to increase. No matter the talent, no matter the amount, the Lord says, I want to increase you. I want you to increase in this dimension. And so we must go to work with God. We must go to work with God. Let's pray and ask God to help us in our finances, to give us wisdom, to lead us and guide us and bless us. We must work diligently. We must labor. Proverbs 10 and verse 4 he who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. This is the counsel of the Lord. The hand of the diligent makes rich. In Ephesians 4:28, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. A person who has nothing, begin to labor with God, begin to ask God to bless their work ethic and their finance and their diligence, and all of a sudden, 
Supply begins to come. Finances begin to bless that person. And they have something to give. So we must work together with God. It's called labor as well. Labor in this life. You know, since the fall, by the sweat of your face, you, all, you shall earn bread, the Bible says. And so we have to deal with that aspect of life. Getting up early, getting on the bus, getting into a vehicle, dealing with situations at work, strenuous labor, whatever it is. But it is the will of God for our life. And God wants to bless us financially. He wants to bless us materially. It's a tough world out there. Taxes and inflation, moth and rust, greed of man, oppression, deceit, tactics against us. But the Lord wants to give us wisdom so that we can come out, at least in some measure, for under, from under the taskmasters of Egypt and have a blessing in our life and see increase and watch as the life progresses. I thought it was such a wonderful word from our treasurer today, how that there is increase. You start out maybe with very little, but over time as you labor with God and you're faithful in tithing and occupation and wisdom with finance and investment, things began to add up and you stand in a greater blessing of the Lord. Greater blessing of the Lord. Proverbs 30 and verse 7 to 9. Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny thee and say, Who is the Lord? I don't need him now. Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. The marginal, the Hebrew says, the bread of my portion. Lord, give me the bread of my portion. And God will give us the bread of our portion so we can walk through this life and guide our family and guide our place, our home, and our place of business and lead us. The Bible says if riches increase, set not your heart on them. Keep your heart set on the Lord. If riches increase, keep your heart set on the Lord. So we understand the beautiful process of God. He does want to bless us financially. He does want to help us materially. He says, I want you to ask for silver and gold and garments so you can put them on your sons and daughters. Your family can be blessed, and you will have finance to bless the kingdom and to bless people and to provide for your needs. And so as we put our hand in the hand of God, say, Lord, you lead me in this life. Lead me in a vocation. Lead me in open doors. Provide, Lord. And we set our heart to labor with God because it is his will to prosper us financially and help us in this world. Number three, physically. And be in health. And be in health. Beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper financially and be in health even as your soul prospers. This is the will of God for us, the physical aspect, and be in health. 1 Peter 2.24 says, 
who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. The blessing of divine healing. I am the Lord that heals you. Jehovah Rophe, the Lord our healer. And we call on the name of the Lord in times of sickness and illness. We get close to the Lord. We come into his presence. We humble ourselves before the Lord and begin to call out on the Lord for his healing presence in our bodies to touch us divinely by a miracle. Now the Lord also has a gift of healing that's available to every person. One of the greatest avenues of divine healing is the ability of the body, the divine ability of the body to heal itself. That is a gift of God. Broken bones, I don't know how they do it, but they come together and mend. It's a miracle. Cuts and wounds, remedy. Our body fights off sicknesses and diseases. The immune system resists attack against us. This is a wonderful gift of God to every person. And the Lord's promise is there. I will heal your diseases. I will heal your sicknesses. My, how many times we could give testimony, I'm sure every one of us, of the times we've been healed and touched by God in our bodies. We understand that as we give ourselves to the Word of God, immerse ourselves in the Scriptures, that there is a healing of God that comes through that for our bodies as well. And so we pull hard on God. We pull hard on the promises of God. We call on God to fulfill his word with his promises, humbly, sincerely, crying out to the Lord that his word would take effect in us. Proverbs 4, 20 to 23. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to all their flesh. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. They are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. When we're fighting sickness or disease, it's time to get into the Word of God even more fully than before. Just go and immerse yourself in those scriptures. Read the scriptures. The Bible says that alone, there's a healing realm and a healing avenue that God will minister to our lives. He wants us to be in health. He wants our bodies to be strong. These bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and he wants to use them. We pray over our food. Exodus 23, 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. How many times have you quoted that scripture? Pray over your food. Pray over your food. The Lord says, Lord, you said if I serve you, you will bless my bread and my water, and you will take away sickness from the midst of my family and of me. 1 Timothy 4, 4-5. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Our food is set apart for our bodies by the word of God and prayer. We don't have to get so obsessed with diet, what I'm eating, 
what I'm not eating, what I should be eating. We don't get overly obsessed with that. Sure, we're careful, but we know that we live by a higher principle, that as we pray over our food, the blessing of God comes on that food, and there's nourishment that goes into our bodies by the word of God and prayer. What a blessing that is. What a comfort that is in this day and age. And then how about a little bodily exercise? 1 Timothy 4.8. For bodily exercise profits a little, you know. The Bible's honest. Or for a little time. You know, it lasts about two days and you have to do it again. <laughs> bodily exercise, exercise profits a little. But godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So godly pro exercise profits a little, but it may be worthy of our consideration. Say, Lord, this body of mine, this is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to do everything I can to guard this physical body, not to abuse it, not to misuse it, the Bible says even in our eating and drinking, we are to do everything to the glory of God. What am I eating? What am I drinking? How am I living my life? We know the Lord wants us to be in health, and these are other instructions that add in to that blessing of the Lord. But above all, we are, of course, surrendered to the Lord. Our lives are His. We want to serve Him with reckless abandonment. We want to be used of Him. We're all his till it's all over. We're all his. And so we present our bodies a living sacrifice. Lord, here I am. I want nothing for myself. I want to be used of you, and I want to honor you, and I want to bless you. I love these quotes that I have by A.B. Simpson tonight. A.B. <clears throat> Simpson was the founder of the Christian and Missionary Alliance which we know as the Alliance Churches and Denomination today, early 1900s that this began, and God used him powerfully. He was a man truly filled with the Holy Ghost, and God led him into a tremendous ministry of healing, that people would come and be healed and guided by the word and principles of God into many healings of physical ailments, and a man became renowned, and out of that came this great, apostolic release to start this great denomination. Well, A.B. Simpson said, this Christ-given strength is a very sacred thing. Let's think about it tonight. This Christ-given strength, the strength that God has given us, the physical health that God has given us right now, this Christ-given strength is a very sacred thing. It is the resurrection life of Christ in us. And it must be spent as he himself would spend it. It cannot be wasted on sin and selfishness. It must be given to God, a living sacrifice. The strength will fail where it is devoted to the world. And sin will always bring bodily chastisement. We may ordinarily expect to be in health and prosper, even as our soul prospers. We may 
in the ordinary context of our life. Expect to be in health and prosper, even as our soul prospers. One other quote. This is from his book, The Gospel of Healing. Shall we have strength for all sorts of supernatural exploits and extraordinary exertions? We have the promise of sufficient strength for all the will of God and all the service of Christ. But we shall have no strength for mere display, and certainly none to waste in recklessness or spend in a life of selfishness and sin. Within the limits of our God-appointed work, and these limits may be very wide, much wider than any mere natural strength, we can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth us and may fearlessly undertake all labors, self-denials, and difficulties in the face of exposure, weakness, unhealthy conditions of climate, and the most engrossing demands upon strength and time, where Christ clearly leads and calls us. And we shall have his protecting power and find that God is able to make all grace abound so that we, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. But let us touch the forbidden earth, get out of the sacred circle of his will, or spend our strength on self or sin, and our life will wither like Jonah's gourd in Samson's arm. Yes, it must be true in our life, all true and not, not one part wanting, of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. Our lives given to the Lord. Beloved, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Put this scripture in your heart. Begin to work with God in it. Worship team, please come tonight. Take hold of your finances. Take hold of your physical health. Take hold of your spiritual life. Say, Lord, I'm coming to you. I know your will. You want to bless me. You want to help me. Guide my life. Lead me out. Make your finances. Make your food. Everything a matter of prayer. And with diligence and obedience to the Lord, let him guide our life and fulfill what he will in all of us. I want to close with Job 36 and verse 11. What a beautiful scripture. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. These words were spoken by Elihu. These words weren't spoken by the three friends of Job, the miserable comforters. They had some things to say, some things were right, some things were wrong, but they had the wrong assessment of Job's situation altogether. But there was a fourth man that came on the scene. Elihu is his name, the fourth man, and he represents Christ. He spoke from God, and he had the true assessment, and he had the true word from the Lord. And these are the words of Elihu. And the words are these, that if we will obey and serve God, we will spend our days in prosperity, and we will spend our years in pleasures and in pleasant places. 
In thy, full, in thy presence is fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. We're not talking in this verse about the pleasures of this world or some worldly pleasure realm we can carve out for ourselves. We're talking about the pleasure of the Lord. We're talking about the prosperity of the Lord. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory, not your greed. My God shall supply all your need. And so we know, Lord, feed me with the food convenient for me. Feed me with the bread of my portion. And I want to walk out my days, live every day in your prosperity, your prosperity. The pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. The pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand, the Bible says in Isaiah 53. What a beautiful verse. If we obey and serve the Lord, we will spend our days in prosperity and our years in the pleasure of the Lord. So let's stand together tonight and let's lift up our hearts to the Lord. Lift up your financial situation. Lift up your physical situation. Lift up your spiritual situation to the Lord. Say, Lord, I know these three realms are for me because you said in your word, and I put my life into you, Lord, to fulfill this in your time and in your way. However you will unfold it, you unfold it. I seek first the kingdom of God, and you add unto me as you see fit in your timing and in your way. come to the close of the service if there's anyone that would like prayer for physical need financial need spiritual need please slip out from where you are come to the front of the sanctuary to the altar people will come and pray for you perhaps you're here and you are at the end of the line say I came tonight I'm desperate I need help and tonight you're willing to say I will put my life into Jesus Christ and I will walk with him and let him unfold my future because he is a wonderful Savior he will guide us and lead us if you need Jesus tonight is there anyone who says I need to accept the Lord tonight Just lift your hand in the house of the Lord say I need Jesus I need his word I need his blessing I need his forgiveness of sins if you're making that decision to follow Jesus tonight, slip out from where you are and come to the front of this church and be prayed for and be blessed by the people of God. Walk out your days with him. Well, amen. Let's seek the Lord together. It's been such a beautiful night of his presence. We know his blessing is upon us. Let's receive it afresh. Let's receive his blessing and receive his life and his ministry over us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.